WildTalkRadio.com. Theme song! This is the Firefly Funhouse! And I want to introduce you to some very special friends that I've met along the way. Hey, this is Adam Copeland, a.k.a. the Rated R Superstar. Hey guys, this is Renee Paquette. This is Kane from WWE. This is WWE Superstar Drew McIntyre. Hello, this is WWE Hall of Famer, the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels. Hi, this is Bree, and this is Nikki, and we're the Battle Twins. This is Christopher Daniels, and what I like to do on my office is listen to the rap, and now you are and it is awesome. Satisfaction is guaranteed. It's time to experience the award-winning The Rack. Goodness gracious, great balls of fire. I love kickball. I'm back taking souls and digging holes. I'm going to break you, bitch. You hear me? You can love, but you can't touch. Ruthless <laughs> aggression. With your host. They've been lying to you. Heroes don't exist. Y'all become addicted to the illusion of what a hero does for you. Have I mentioned that I was uh, once addicted to eating sponges? Lindsay Ward. Look at me, woman. And you can just call me Taker. Oh my god, it's Taker. Taker, Taker, Taker. Does Taker hate me? Oh my god, it's Taker. And she was a wicked, wicked child who spat and swore and shoot to back. I like puppets. Stickers! And her producer, Sir Rockin. My little creatures of the night will now experience the magical art of puppetry. What the game is playing. Live on the Wild Talk Radio Network. We're here. Yowie wowie. Here on WildTalkRadio.com, brought to you by our friends over at MBG Films. Check them out at YouTube.com slash MBG1211. And if you're listening to us over on RackRadioShow.com, WildTalkRadio.com, or directly on Twitch, thank you so much for tuning in. We greatly appreciate it. If you're on Twitch and you happen to have a Prime Gaming sub available, well, you can use it here for free for 30 days. All you have to do is hit the little purple button down at the bottom of the screen and you can subscribe for free. It is that simple. I'm your host, Lindsay Ward. Joining me, as always, is the ever faithful producer slash co host slash handyman, Sir Rockin. The title of this episode is called The Producer is Distracted, but the show must go on. You could tweet I us at cancel it. You could tweet us at Wild Talk Radio at Rack Radio Show at Lindsay Come on WildTalkRadio.com, RackRadioShow.com or twitch.tv slash to the hive. If you feel like interacting with us tonight. Eagles finally did something good. So that's a good thing. Phillies, on the other hand, need to hit the ball. Do I need to turn the game on? Will that turn it around for them since I'm their good luck charm? What happened yesterday? They didn't get any more runs, did they? I can't work miracles. He's, the, 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 did the Astros score any more runs after I started watching the game? Did the Phillies get any hits? No. 
well, that's not my fault, but I stopped the Astros from widening the lead. Therefore, I am the good luck charm, y'all. I'm not buying into any of that. Which one do you want me to turn on? Do you want me to turn on the World Series game, or do you want me to turn on the football game? <sighs> See? They just scored a touchdown, and I have the football game on. They did good not, luck charm, they, everybody. They did not. Good luck charm. They did not score a touchdown. Are you sure? Yes. Unless you're ahead of me, which you might be. Which I might be. Which you might actually be. Hey, look. There's the touchdown. <laughs> good luck charm, everybody. I am the good luck charm. Yeah. Yeah. Where's your, where, where's your cockiness now? Huh? 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 We're here to talk about WWE <laughs> Crown Jewel, which takes place live. 12 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. on the West Coast. Check your local listings for time and availability everywhere else. From from Saudi Arabia. Rehad, Saudi Arabia. That's where it was the title. We're here to talk about that tonight. But before we get to that, we have news presented by MBG Films, which is YouTube.com slash MBG1211. So, AEW has been making moves... We saw last night on Dynamite that Jeff Jarrett has joined AEW. He will become the director of business development, including um, booking some of their shows in buildings. Basically, he's doing what he was doing for WWE with a less fancy title. Yeah, he was an executive vice president in WWE to, to, for for uh, events, a lot of events, and now he's the director of what? Business development. Business development. Make that's weird. Jumping from one to the other in the same job, it just seems odd. Well, for me, I kind of wonder if it's like a little like conflict of interest kind of thing, where it's like, yeah, where you were the EVP of touring for WWE, and you you know kind of their strategy and what they do. And I know Jeff Jarrett is like a nuclear cockroach in the wrestling industry where he just, he always seems to come back, man. And I mean that in a nice way. I don't mean that in a mean way, but like he just always seems to come back in one iteration or another. And he's kind of bounced back and forth between um, AEW and WWE. And now he's in this position and it just feels a little weird because it's like he was with WWE for three months ish. And then he got let go when the regime change happened. And I know it's been another three months since, the regime took over not even about three months but now he's back in aw and or, he's, or, in AW. he's in aw yeah he was with, I, he, he did nwa for a little like he did flair's last match he's he's done gcw this year he's been all over the place but it's just weird like now you know all the wwe's you know contacts for live events and now you go to aw with all that information probably stored away somewhere I don't know. Congrats to him for getting a job and staying in the business. He's going to be on screen and off screen for the company, just like pretty much everybody in that company. If you if you have wherever in the ring, you you have a, a position on camera. If you so choose to have it, just look at Daddy Ass Billy Gunn, who's on television at fifty six eight, whatever all of it is, doing scissor me. So we'll see. We'll see how it plays out, see how long he lasts for them. But if they need help getting into the baseball stadiums, Jeff Jarrett's your man. He's gonna he's gonna turn AEW into a global force. Ding. And last but certainly not least, Mike Tyson is set to appear tomorrow on Rampage, so tune in for that. He's going to be a commentator. They they set out a press release for it because he was gonna be a commentator because he's returning to Atlantic City, Boardwalk Hall, to do commentary. After boxing there 30 years ago. <laughs> they're going to have him do commentary? That's what, they're, that's what they're bringing him in to do. They're bringing Mike Tyson to do commentary. 
No, you you bring him in to beat somebody up. You don't bring him in to do commentary. You bring you brought Mike Tyson in to do commentary. I not, mean, I, I and not I, only commentary, live commentary, not pre-taped commentary, live commentary. This oh boy. So 10 p.m. tomorrow night, live commentary by Iron. Mike Tyson. That'll, yeah. put, that'll put butts in seats. That'll put butts in seats. Are we really taking a break, or should we just no? Like, we're, do we're, the we're, thing? we're just. I didn't clear the format. That's just how it is. Are we doing tweet of the week? No, we're not doing any of that. Okay, we, good. So before we move on, though, congrats to Be- congrats to Becky Lynch. She's going to be on Young Rock tomorrow. Yes, it's Cindy Lauper. That's so cool. There you go. Season premiere of the Young Rock tomorrow. NBC, check your local time and availability for when that airs. I think that airs up against SmackDown, so which will be on Fox. Yes, it's going to be on Fox this week because baseball was going to be on there, but rain delay pushed it back. Rude. Anyway, now let's talk about WWE Crown Jewel live from Saudi Arabia this Saturday. We hope. We hope this Saturday, 12 p.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Check your local time and availability for for your your local stations, whether it's on WWE Network or Peacock. You you, you know where to find it. It's it's a thing. So just to kind of fill everybody in on co- what's going on is that basically uh, there were threats made against Saudi Arabia, um, and I believe against WWE directly, but I think it was no, just against... No, it was, was not against WWE directly, no. Okay, it was just against the Saudis, but it was when WWE were going to be in the country. Um, and so basically the company has been in contact with the State Department. They've been in contact with the Saudis to determine if it is safe to send people over. Um, because they have a crew in Europe right now that is positioned to be over there. And then the remaining individuals left probably yesterday or today. Um, all indication is that they are going or that they are yeah, on their way there. Every, everyone is, everyone is there already. Um, cause Bailey's been, um, Instagramming stories, things where they've been, they've been there. So the Raw crew is there currently. They've been there probably for about a day. Um, and the SmackDown crew will short, follow shortly. I would assume whoever from the SmackDown crew is needed will be there very shortly. Cause I think, but, I think Natty's there already cause she was with the SmackDown crew. So they're probably there as of now. There's a press conference scheduled for tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. So they'll probably give us some sort of update of what's going on, but there's a, <laughs> so, which is on WWE social, so check it out. But yeah, WWE's working with all the private security firms that they can talk to, and there are plans in place if they have to push the go button and go. So, and with this regime in place, if they get the princes okay, they're gone. Yeah. So everything is. Not hunky dory, but from all accounts, where whatever's happening is not where they're at. But if they need to go, they can go. If I would say, I would assume with this regime, it's more likely they will go and just sort of, hey, this is a special week of WWE Raw and SmackDown Crown Jewel edition, and we get all the matches that we are supposed to happen at Crown Jewel on Raw and on SmackDown. One would assume. One would assume, but you never know. So let's get into said matches. Let's get into the show. So, starting off with the WWE's Tag Team Championship women's titles, uh, Alexa Bliss and Asuka, who have both returned to Monday Night Raw, 
are taking on Dakota Kai and EO Sky. The challenge was made this past Monday on Raw. Um, Alexa seems back, to, seems kind of back to normal, but not really back to normal. She's back to normal. This is the rematch from Raw because on Raw we saw the crowning of new tag team champions in Alexa and Asuka. So this is the rematch for the gold. Um, she seemed really, they, she seemed ready and willing and I was going to say Gable. Um, but. <laughs> She looked ready to go. Asuka looked ready to go. They were selling storyline injuries. They came back winning the belts, which was, I think, surprised many. Some people have gone, well, if WWE was just going to, you know, change the titles, why are they just waiting for the pay-per-view? Also, they also went, oh my god, I can't believe they took the belts off Dakota and Io this soon. I need to talk to those people. We're going to have a conversation. Go ahead. Y'all love the, the, the Attitude Era. Right? There were title changes every few weeks. Whether it was for tag titles, world titles, intercontinental titles, the titles changed hands a lot during the Attitude Era. Not everyone needs a 17-hour, 17-month-long title reign. The thing with the women's tag titles, too, is because you do not have a lot of teams to compete for them. You really can't have people hold the titles for an extended period of time and keep them relevant. That was the problem that Sasha and Naomi had was they had the titles, but they weren't relevant because they weren't really doing anything with them. And the point of the titles is to keep them relevant. That's that's what they are trying to demonstrate with this is that, yes, we care about these titles. We want to do things with them, but it's just, you know, it is what it is, right? And if the story dictates that a title change needs to happen, guess what? It can happen. Oh, it can totally happen. Like, it's it's completely a thing. But it's that's what they're trying to prove. And honestly, they were not doing a lot with EO and Dakota as the tag champions. So move them and make it competitive by having Alexa and Asuka get the surprise win after rolling back up on Monday Night Raw and challenging and being like, yo, I want your title. Let's go. You took us out, like we, it, we want your belts. Like, that should speak to the unpredictability of the titles. That it's like, hey, you can lose them at any time. It just doesn't happen at a pay-per-view. You can have bad luck that night, and you can lose your titles on a Raw or on a SmackDown. Like, that's that's what it's supposed to be. It's not, well, you wait till the opportune moment. Sometimes the opportune moment is you're not expecting it, and it just happens, right? Yeah, and the man's curious if they brought it, did it just to have them drop them and Bailey win the crown jewel to let Damage Girl have a big night. Guess what? Could I, it, that's a very real possibility because Io and Dakota can just walk back up, regain their belts, and they all three walk out with gold. It is very, very possible. It's entirely possible, and I don't think any of us would necessarily be against it. Like, that's that's the thing. Un- like, okay, un- all right. Unpredictability is a good thing. We want that in professional wrestling, sports, entertainment. That's what you want. You want title changes. You want Roman Reigns is the exception to the rule of him holding in the belt for 800 days, just about. That doesn't need to be a thing. Vince McMahon wanted to extend title reigns and make them long, and we've kind of run that course. They've done. Manny's had it in NXT, but that's the only really one that's extended. Braun's had it since Mania, but he but he lost it to Ziggler. At one point on the road. So it's like, it's you're willing to change belts. It's a good thing, because having one, unless the, the story dictates for a guy to hold it for 800 days, not everyone has to be the most dominant champion of all time. We've kind of hit that point in the era of, 
domination. We can have some flexibility. And even Roman's title reign could be coming to an end. We don't oh, know. Oh, I have an opinion. We're going to get to that. I, I, I kind of want to push that button and let the world burn. But we'll get there. We'll get there. But yeah, I mean, it's like even Roman's title reign may not be safe depending on what they want to do. Like that's, you have to take that into account. Yeah. Lose have held it a long time, but we're gonna, that's gonna change at some point too. Change, times are be, be the changing, so let's all roll with it. I'm cool with title changes. It, it's, it's good for freshening things up when they need to be freshened up. So with that, who you got? The idea of them winning back and them having a big night kinda appeals. It is kind of appealing. It really is. But I think I'm gonna stick with Asuka and, and, and Alexa. I think you can do the rematch title change. How many weeks do we got? One, two, mm, mm. We got three weeks till Survivor Series. Um, yeah, I'm the, I'm still gonna stick with sticking with Asuka and Alexa holding the belts through this show. Not very confident in it, but we're gonna go with it. See, I'm gonna go with the opposite. I think I feel like Damage Control is gonna have a good night. I'm gonna <laughs> say Damage Control re- picks them back up. Will Wrestler One? That would be. Asuka and Alexa. Eight ball do, does damage control regain their belts? Better not tell me. See, eight ball, we're doing a show. You need to tell me if damage control will regain their belts. But it doesn't want to, Rock. It says yes now. Now it now now I say yes. Unless someone joins damage control to help them win them back, they need a fourth member for Survivor Series. They will. They have a. If you watch Raw, there's the wild card of Nikki Cross who can kind of be the wild card and be on team damage control for for that show. Um, and they may even add a fifth. You never know. Just to have a five on five because who knows? It could be basic. Um, Bailey, Dakota, EO, Nikki, and the fifth. Taking on Bianca, Alexa, Asuka, Candace, and and, uh, and a fifth for that side, which could. Lose. Hey, Lindsay, got a question for you. Mm-hmm. If we go into a set of, if we go into a war game situation, right? Uh huh. What it, does does is there someone on Bailey's team like named Dakota Kai have an enemy that would you know be fitting for a war games thing? You're so fucking mean. <laughs> hey. <laughs> so fucking mean. Hey. Hey. But, you know, she is the shiniest of wizards. She is the shiniest of wizards. And I mean, it would fit story-wise for Tegan to come back and be a part of that team to get revenge. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Brant. They can't flame out. The good luck charm is here. (laughs) Yeah, let's not go that far. Um, (laughs) If they win this game, you must acknowledge it. No, I do not have to acknowledge anything. Yes, you do. No, I do not. Yes, you do. Nope. Yep. Nope. I am Philly's good luck charm. <laughs> no chat. What's next? Up next on the card, we have the uh, the men's tag team titles. The undisputed tag team championship is on the line as the Usos take on the brawling brutes without Sheamus because your boy got married. Congratulations, Seamus. Yeah, they wrote Seamus out with an injury so he could get married. Um, we know these four can go. It's going to be a fun match. Could be the... I think this would... I don't know if this would be the opener or not. Um, it could be. Well, let me look at the card. Uh, unless, unless, unless you put the women out there first. 
Now I can see OC and Judgment Day opening too. Um, this could be a good opener. Um, it'll be fun. What? Again, they they talked about it on Sunday. As good as the Brawling Brutes are, I don't think this is where you end the Usos' reign. Um, I think because you've built it up so much, I think the Usos. I don't think this is the show for the Brawling Brutes. If it was in the U.S., hundred percent, I would give them more of a chance to win. Since it's not, I'm I'm more leaning towards the Usos. I feel like they're. They're going to find some sort of loophole. This is just me realizing how booking has become with WWE. What was Vince McMahon's booking out may be booked back in because I feel like the New Day are somehow going to get back in the tag title picture and challenge you so soon. Kind of, I kind of have that feeling. And, or where they help a team win so they can get tag titles again. I don't know. The whole stuff with Kevin and Sammy, they're holding Kevin off TV because he was supposed to do stuff with Sammy, and well, Sammy's very oozy at the moment. Incredibly and, oozy. And, it, and it's working so well. But we'll see if Roman can trust Sammy if he truly is oozy or not. But honestly, I don't feel like this is the show. I know we say every time the Usos are going to defend the tag team titles, that it's like, this is it, this is the moment, this is the day. It's going to happen, they're going to lose. And honestly, I just don't feel that vibe here. It's there's no reason to take the titles off of them until Roman loses the title. And then it's either going to be a clean sweep where all three lose it or Roman will lose it first. Um, and then the Usos will lose a second. But we also have to take into account Jay or Jimmy. Jay. Jay. R- main event Jay Uso. That's how you remember it. Main event Jay Uso. Okay. We also have to take into account that somebody's feeling a little bitter right now. And, um, he, he really doesn't like the fact that, um, Sammy's all oozy and Roman and, um, his brothers and everybody are putting their faith in Sammy Zayn, especially considering the fact that, you know, he got basically impressed into the bloodline. He was forced to enter the bloodline. He didn't get a choice. And, you know, he got his ass beat up like beaten several times until he finally just was like, okay, 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 I'll join. Um, So he's feeling a little bitter that, you know, Sammy's getting all the love and his brothers are getting all the love. And he, he, he was forced and this is good storytelling, right? Because they never went back to that. Basically they had Roman force Jay into joining, right? We had that whole storyline where Roman came back and he's like, Oh, I'm going to give you this opportunity. Oh, you know, Family takes care of family and it's all going to be good and I'm going to give you this and blah, 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 blah. Right? Like Roman is like, no, we're going to do the thing. It's going to be great. And then Roman was like, man, dude, you're weak. And then he basically degraded and just like abused Jay until Jay came to his side. And then Jimmy came back and tried to save his brother's soul. And Jimmy couldn't do it. And then he had the bloodline and they finally became a unit because Jimmy and Jay saw basically that they were going to make money. And it's like, okay, all right, he's an asshole, but I can put up with this for the sake of him being an asshole because I'm going to get titles. I'm going to get money. I'm going to get prestige. Now, two ish years later, here we are, right? They have the money, they have the titles, they have the prestige, but there's something festering inside of Jay. Something where he's like, I just can't do this anymore. And he's watching Sami Zayn be accepted into the group so easily. He's watching Paul Heyman and all the shit that went on with Paul Heyman. And you just see this building resentment in him. And it's growing and it's growing and it's growing. And the question is, is when is it going to burst? He smells when is he going to have enough? He smells a rat. 
he smells a rat. And he smells a rat in Sami Zayn. And nobody's believing him. It's basically the Bray-Luke situation all over again, where Luke was like, you cannot trust the snake. And Bray's like, but I love him. He, he was part of the family. He wasn't. You just said it. I never said it. You did. Okay, she said it. I said, it's the Bray-Luke situation where Luke told Bray he could not trust the snake. Snake is Randy Orton. Yeah, yeah. The snake was... I never, I never said yeah. he was ever inducted into the family. He was, though. It's fine. <laughs> anyway, it's the same situation. So the question is, is how long before Jay finally has enough of Sami Zayn and he bursts? Is it at Crown Jewel? Is it at... Survivor Series, because we're probably going to get a Survivor Series match with these guys. Or is it later on down the line? I don't think it's at Crown Jewel. I think that the resentment continues to build, and honestly, I think we're going to have Jay finally lose his shit right around Survivor Series, where he just walks out on the bloodline, where he's like, I've had enough. I'm tired of this. Y'all don't need me. Bye. And he just leaves. Maybe. And yes, little man, the segment on SmackDown where he broke both Roman and Jay was fantastic. You know, it was a rehearsed win. Jay trying to cover his mouth the entire time Sammy starts talking. He's like, damn it, I have to look serious. Shit. Can we, by the way, can we, I know we're abolishing it. Can we just get rid of the shift now, please? That's kind of, yep. Anyway. Get rid of what? The shift in baseball. Can we get, I know it's going away next year, but can we, can we start now? What's the shift? Where you line three players up on one side of the field. In the infield. Why would you do that? Huh? Why would you do that? Because when there's some pull hitters, they're more the tendency is to pull it. So you put someone in the short outfield to to stop balls from getting through. It's been so a thing. Just... It's been a thing for years. Okay. Anyway, um, they're not going to stop it. I understand this, but this you is, have this, to accept it. No, we're not. <laughs> this is just this is the way this is. This is how this you... show is going. You just, you have to, do you want me to turn on the baseball game? I can turn on the baseball no, game. No, I don't want you to turn on anything at the moment. I can, I can, I can help the team. Good luck, Charm. Have, have the Eagles not scored two touchdowns since I've been watching the game. The Eagles are a good team. You have nothing to do with it. <laughs> anyway, this is so much fun. No, it's really not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying Usos retain as much as I love the Brawling Brutes. I feel like it's not going to happen here. I have a funny feeling that it's going to be Bloodline versus the Brawling Brutes and possibly New Day at Survivor Series, but we'll see because I'm sure Seamus will be back by then. Who no, you got? No Seamus, no belts. Usos retain. Eight ball? Usos retain? It is decidedly so. Wheel? Wrestler 2. The Brawling Brutes. Okay. Let's talk about this. Raw Women's Championship in a last woman standing match. Bianca Belair versus Bailey. I am really, really, really curious to see how they're going to do this. Because I know in the past, the women have had restrictions on them in terms of how much they can basically go. And those restrictions have lessened over the course of the trips that they've gone to Saudi Arabia. The government has let the women do more and more and more and more. So the fact that they are going to let them do what is traditionally an incredibly violent match over there is absolutely huge. Um, but it still begs the question, 
how much are Bianca and Bailey going to be allowed to do? Because obviously the Saudi government does have a line. There is a line. And that it will not be allowed to be crossed. So they can only they can only do so much. Um even if it is fake violence, they're they are still very adamant about how much violence is allowed to be shown in the country, especially involving women. Um incredibly strict over there. So I'm curious. I'm intrigued. I think this will be good regardless because ultimately it's Bianca versus Bailey. I think there's going to have to be a strategic use of weapons at the very least. If they just let them go, this will be fantastic. Like this, this will have shenanigans. Damage control will get involved. Uh, it's likely Alexa and Oscar will get involved. Um, you could have Nikki Cross show up. You could have a fourth show up on damage control side. Um, it's anybody's guess really what's going to happen. Um, but this should be really, really, really good. The violence will be tame compared to what they could do in the States. However, we will see enough big moments for it to matter. I think we'll get a few big spots. I could see someone going off the stage, like we saw on Monday. Ultimately, this will be a good match. And again, it's a situation where, as we talked about a few weeks ago, Bianca does not need to be pinned to lose her championship. We said it last month. We thought that she was going to lose the belt. She did not. She's still the reigning defending champion. And her troops just lost their belts. Lindsay believes that the damage control has a chance to win back all their belts on this show. I feel like if this Bailey run is going to be successful, she needs the championship now. Because we're getting to a point where, if you don't, the steam is going to run off for damage control. It would be incredibly huge to crown a brand new women's champion in Saudi Arabia. That would be a defining moment for anybody. The fact that Bianca does not have to be pinned to lose the title is everything because as we've seen in the past with last man standing matches you don't have to knock out your opponent you just have to keep them down for 10 seconds and we've seen creative methods used to keep people down for 10 seconds including piling stuff on them holding them down with a forklift dumping barrels on top of them and to the point that they can't shift them it, that could be done here that method could be applied here where it's just literally they can't get up and bianca bianca gets pinned without getting pinned and she's held down for 10 seconds and Bailey takes her title. Like this is, this is, this is a physical battle, but this is also a battle of wits. One that Bianca can win because she could do the same thing to Bailey, but you, you, this is where Bailey's sh- shrewdness and her character can come out. And this is where she can kind of start to potentially outsmart Bianca. And it's like, okay, all right. So I've got a last man standing step here's what i'm gonna do and here's how i'm gonna beat her because it's like bailey isn't stronger than bianca she isn't faster than bianca she isn't she can't necessarily out wrestle bianca but she can potentially outsmart bianca at least once for it to be successful she needs to i i would agree with that i think if if bailey loses here they're done like damage control is done even if they retain the titles bailey is kind of doa where it's like you had her, you brought her back, you had this great start, you kind of had them have a stumbling moment, and she had to go back to the drawing board because Bianca is Bianca. And you've sort of been be- building to this moment with Bailey where it's like, is she or isn't she? I feel like here, even if you only do it for like maybe this show, 
where you just have Bailey take the title off of Bianca and now Bianca's got to get it back because here's here's where it'll get good. Then you'll have the chase of Bianca chasing Bailey and Bailey always being one or two steps ahead of Bianca because once Bailey gets it, then she can keep it. They can play keep away from Bianca and they can just be like, oh, oh, you want this? Oh, well, you know, you're going to have to do this, this, this and this and this to get it. And they can keep making Bianca jump through hoops until you get to something like a Rumble or another WrestleMania and you potentially have Bianca get her title back and she has that big win. Similar to what they did before, where she lost it to Becky and she chased Becky and, cha- and you know, eventually went out of the title picture and came back and that kind of thing where they told that whole story. You could kind of do that again, but not as long. And you have Bianca chase. Yeah, but Bailey needs the belt. That's what needs to happen. I would agree. I, I would 100% agree that Bailey needs the belt. I love Bianca. I love Bianca's champion. I think she is an incredibly powerful influencer for them. She's an, she's an amazing face for the company, and she can continue to be that without a title. Um, so, and she's had a phenomenal run two phenomenal, as champion. Two, two phenomenal runs. So, I'm, I have to go with Bailey. Like, I have to give it to Bailey. Don't Bailey. A ball, Bailey? I look not so good. A ball's going Bianca. Wheel? Mm wrestler one that's the champion okay all right that's picking against us okay let's talk about this braun Strowman versus almost quick please only do this one time quick short to the point five minutes or less get them in and out big men smashing each other five minutes in and out big slams Strowman wins you think Strowman wins <laughs> yes you don't think almost wins nope why because there's <laughs> braun Strowman is a Better big man than Omas. Braun Strowman is more over than Omas. Braun Strowman needs a big win since coming back. This would be good for him because they're going to do more with Braun Strowman than they will with the Colossus Omas. That's fair. <laughs> Wanted to ask the question. Why? <laughs> you got the you got the answer. It's but why? I, but why? No, I I agree with all that. I say Braun wins. Um, because I love almost, but almost almost had a direction, and then he didn't have a direction, and then they put him with MVP, and he's just kind of fizzled, unfortunately. And I think part of the problem is they just don't know what to do with him. Like he's he's big and he's strong, and you can only have the David and Goliath style matches so many times. And you can only do the big man versus big man matches so many times. Because part of the problem for almost is outside of Braun, there aren't really what would be termed the big men in WWE anymore. You have, you know, most of the guys are like six feet and above, right? So they're big dudes, they're right? Si- they're but, six four and Jack. But you have, you long gone are the days of having Big Show, The Undertaker, Kane, all on the same roster, where and other, I'm there's another one in there somewhere, but like Hyden and Nathan and so on and so forth and Kali's. Yeah, where you had those like six foot eight and above guys, right? The really super big guys, where they could all wrestle each other when they need to. Now you're kind of down to like this two. And that's it. And so you can only have them go so many times. You can only do the David versus Goliath stuff. I really need to just see more out of almost. Like, I think he's a great attraction for them. I think he has a presence. Like, I just need them to do more with him. Because right now, he's just sort of meh. Braun is Braun. We know what Braun can do. We also know that a certain Wyatt and his creepy uncle which we hopefully he leaves at home, but probably not, will be in attendance at the show. That could be an opening here. I doubt it. They they have not attempted to point Bray at anybody, but that could happen here. 
I, but we'll I, talk I, about Bray. I don't think later. that ha- I don't think that happens here either. Um, WWE, but, but WWE is in a position where sink or swim, and if Omos was not brought up to the main roster, he would be in potential for that six month. Are you ready or not? Move because he needs more work, and I don't know how far he's gonna gonna go. I don't know. I feel there's limitations with Omos at the moment. I, he's he's struggling to find himself, and that has to do with the regime change. It has to do it. There's a lot of factors. He he's a success story if they can figure it out, but I think he has a, a ceiling above him. And since he's seven foot three. I don't think he's going to keep hitting his head on the ceiling and not break through it because I don't see where they do a lot with him because he doesn't work well with the style of a lot of the people on the roster. Because I'm looking at the card. I don't want to see Brock and Omas. I don't want to see... We've seen Lashley and Omas. I don't We care. don't need to see it again. We're fine. We saw it t- too many times. Carrion and Omos does not interest me. Drew and Omos doesn't interest me. Roman and Omos doesn't interest me. There isn't... Bray and Omos certainly does not interest me. I mean, Bray could adopt Omos. No, but there's a lot here that Omos... There's not enough for Omos as a character to do and be successful on this roster. And I have a feeling if they were to make cuts, he would be one to go, because... I, I just me d- don't see enough for him to do things. Well, I originally thought he had more potential, and I'm, you're kind of seeing where he lacks. Anyway, that's my thoughts. Bronze winning. Yeah, I have to agree. Bronze, bronze winning. I mean, I think Omos could do with potentially going back down to NXT and seeing if he can find himself down there. And but I don't know if there's anybody down here that that can work with him. Like, they don't have, they kind of have Veer and his partner and a couple others, but, like, ultimately, I hate to say this, but almost the size is almost a detriment to him in the company now. Because, well, you, like I said, well, you have guys who are six foot four and, you know, or below, that's still almost too small to work with him. It's, it's, he's a giant. He is a literal giant. Like, and it's like, if Braun. If Braun's it, then what do you do with him next? Well, I, I have to go back to Ash's comment. One man gang, Bang Bam Bigelow, Big Van Vader. Yes, I know most of these men have passed on. Yes, they were also six three and three hundred and fifty to five hundred pounds. They were not seven foot three. They weren't the big guy. They were heavy set, super heavyweights. They are not big guys. The size of the Andre Giant, Big Show, Undertaker, Kane, Kali. There's not enough for him to work with. In that situation. Almost, what saves Braun and what helps Braun is that Braun has a personality that shines through on TV. And so you can do a lot of different things with Braun. He's incredibly versatile. He doesn't always have to wrestle. We saw it with, like, Team Little Big. We saw it when he was in the Wyatt family. We saw it when he was on his own. Like, Braun can carry. Almost has a personality. Like, almost, when they let him be fun, is fun. The problem is, is they're having him be gur-arg, serious, I'm going to kill you, almost. And it's like, it's just not, I feel like, working for him because you stripped his personality out. And he's just a big guy that throws people around. And you can only do that so many times before it's just not entertaining anymore. And that's what's working against him right now. Is it's just, you have him continue to do Splash Masters and now you're having him go up against Braun because somebody made the challenge. But like, after this is done, what do you do? Because it's basically the battle of the big men. Who's better? Who's stronger? Who's not 
going to lose. Like, once you prove that, what else do you have to prove between them? Are we going to get six months of, you know, matches between the two and arm wrestling contests and everything else? Or are we just going to one and done this? Please one and done. I don't, I don't Please need, one I, and done. I don't need this anymore. Anyway, Braun, Braun. Braun. Eight ball Braun? Nope. This is eight ball wheel. Wrestler 2. Omas. All right, next up. Up next, we have a steel match, or excuse me, steel cage match. Drew McIntyre taking on Karrion Cross. This is, this has gotten to be quite the heated little feud. We've had uh, attempted murder. We've had flames being thrown. We've had um, assault. Just all kinds of fun things. Like Drew, Drew has come for Karrion with a vengeance after their last match. He 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 wants him some Karrion Cross, and they're gonna make sure Miss Scarlet can stay out. Out if she's there at all that's that's the million dollar question is she there or not <laughs> on, on saturday i have no idea she, if she's there she will be covered but they have way as we've seen with the women they have ways around it and they can find her something to wear that will work even if she's maybe not as vixenified as she normally is they'll they'll figure that one out because obviously she's not going to be allowed to be tits out um, but I feel like she will be there. It's the act. She may just stay in the cloak the whole time. We don't know. But in either case, or she may not be there because it's a steel cage match, but she can't do the entrance without her. So I guess they could do what they did with Lana that one year. They have Lana walk Rusev out and then she goes to the back. Possibly. Um, actually, that'll be interesting too, to see how much skin the women can show because they, well, they've been loosening the restrictions. You, you may be able to see a wrist. Cause I think this last go round, they weren't allowed to wear, or they didn't have to wear the shirts, they right? Did, they did not wear shirts last time they were full bodied but they were no shirts that you could but that's, see. yeah that's how you get away with it with scarlet she just wears the cat suit boom done done um the match was fine i'm not particularly looking forward to this one i don't know the last match didn't interest me interest me as much as it should have I don't know. I'm still not completely sold on Carrion. I feel like there's still something missing in the act. It's better, but I feel like there's still something missing. I think pointing him at Drew this early in the return may or may not have been a mistake. I'm not entirely sure. Like, Drew's an incredibly capable opponent. And uh, yes, at some point you do have to have Carrion prove himself against someone. So I feel like you, even though he won... It's the right opponent. It's the... It is and it isn't. And even though he won last time, it was kind of like a shit win. Yeah, that that's kind of the thing. It, it was more Scarlet creating the win rather than Carrion winning. And I don't know. I feel like there's still something... You need to have him get a very decisive victory over Drew. Yeah. Like, that's what needs to happen. Is He needs that definitive, decisive, does it on his own, completely clean, no shenanigans, win. Where he puts Drew McIntyre down, as much as we love Drew, he puts Drew McIntyre down for good in a steel cage where he does it on his own. He does not use Scarlet in any way, shape, or form. Because that's the whole thing, is you kind of have him hiding behind her a little bit with Drew. And it's, no, you come out from behind her and you fight him. Or you have Drew, because it's like, I feel like, God, I feel like Karrion really needs to win this. You know? Mm -hmm. Like, definitively. Like, I love Drew, and I would love to see Drew win, but I feel like just definitively for Carrion and his character and moving forward, it's kind of a do-or-die moment, because I'm not sure how you recover Carrion. As I know everybody's like, he's gonna join the Wyatt Six group. Okay, my turn to get on the soapbox. There is no 
definitive indication that there is going to be a Wyatt 6 group. There is nothing that says that Bray Wyatt is going to adopt people and reform the family or reform a faction or a stable. Can we please stop? with this, that he's going to take Carrion and Finn and everybody else under his wing. Bray is recruiting people. It's his creepy uncle. Okay? So, that being said, if Carrion loses, I don't know how you recover him. I don't know who you put him against on that roster to say, hey, okay, alright, so you lost against Drew, we gotta recoup, so let's recoup. Ooh, nice. If they lose against, if he loses to Drew, they do the, 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 the rubber match and you you figure it out from there. Because I can see them doing it one more time. I don't know when what, but they... But I feel like Drew's been losing a lot lately. He like, has. he tried to hit Carrie with a car. He did. Drew has been losing a lot lately. But sometimes you, sometimes the baby face has to lose to create the heels. So six from, months from now, you have people. But Drew also peaked. Like, that's where we're at with Drew McIntyre. He peaked. He had his moments. He had a great moment at Clash of the Castle that everyone wanted him to win. They didn't give him the win because they're continuing on the Roman path. But Drew has peaked as a character. I know that's going to sh- going to be like what he's peaked. He is not as interesting as he once was. Does he still connect with the fans? Yes, but as a character, he's peaked. He needs something new to do. And maybe going on a losing streak will help give an edge to his character so we can start his climb again. So I'm going with Karrion Cross to win. Yeah, I feel like Karrion needs to win. I'm going Karrion. Magic 8 balls. Does Drew McIntyre win? It is decidedly so. Wheel. Wrestler 2. That's Karrion Cross. To answer Ash, those men are on Monday Night Raw. Carrying crosses on Friday Night SmackDown. I know it doesn't mean a lot, but that's where we're at. Those are uh, those are solid opponents, but they're on the wrong brand at the moment and kind of involved in other things. Yeah, and we may see Seth Rollins on this show in an unannounced match. We don't know. I want to know why he dyed his hair. <laughs> Did it for a reason. There's a reason. We'll figure it out at some point. Okay, we have the Battle of Goliath Part 2, the match all of us have been kind of waiting for, the rematch between the two, Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley. I don't know how to feel about this, because I'm not, like, super jazzed up about it. Like, they've done a Boulevard Brawl, and you've had them, like, throw insults, and you've tried to throw as much, like, paraffin on the flame between the two as possible to basically light a fire, so that way it's, like, a hot match. Brock's back because it's Saudi. We all know Brock's back because it's Saudi. He wants to get paid. Um, (sighs) This is the rematch from the Royal Rumble with Bobby Lashley beat Brock Lesnar for the WWE Championship. Remember that. That happened this year. Feels like a lifetime ago. It did, in fact, happen. Um, Brock would then come back to Saudi and win the belt in the Elimination Chamber, where he had five Austin Theory off the chamber. Again, that's been this year. Feels like forever ago. A whole regime ago. Um, Brock and Lashley will be good. Is it going to be a catches-can technical Mac classic? No. Mm-mm. Sorry. Here's the formula for this match. Ready? Suplex me, suplex you, suplex me, suplex you, suplex me, suplex you. Oh my god, I drove you through a barricade. Suplex me, I suplex you. Gert R smash, F5 win. Huzzah! Oh wait, no, I I skipped the beat. Full Nelson! 
I break it. F5, we go home. We eat well, thanks to the Saudi prince. Ding! <laughs> we, eat, we eat well for this because of the Saudi prince. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What? <laughs> they are. I'm not saying they're not. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's Brock's there to get paid. Brock's gonna win. Like, I... I Bobby needs the win. It'd be nice if Bobby got the win, but let's all be completely honest here. It's going to be Brock. Brock Lesnar wins this match. So now they're one and one, which means you can get a rematch, a rubber match. At some point. At some point, if you so choose to do so. Because they're not going to have Bobby have one over on Brock. It's just not the way it is. A-ball, does Brock win? Outlook good. Wheel? Wrestler 2. Lashley. All right. This will be another interesting one, mainly to see if Rhea's there. I think she's going. She's She'll be there. I'm just very curious how this is going to go, because uh, the OC has been trying to find a way. By the way, we're talking about the OC versus Judgment Day. You should probably say that. Yeah, you should make um, that, that clear to people, yeah. Um, OC versus Judgment Day. Anyway, the OC has been trying to find a way to counteract Rhea Ripley. So far, they have not been successful. So we may get a surprise here for the OC, which sets up a four-on-four four between the two groups. Um, interested to see who it would be. Um, but they're trying to find a way to counteract Rhea and the Rhea problem. This should be a fun match. It should be entertaining. Um, I mean, Carl Anderson is skipping Japan for this match. <laughs> Yeah. Basically, he's relinquishing his title and skipping Japan for this match. Well, Carl Carl Anderson, you know, wants to eat well, too. And even, even I promise the, even you, though he Crown said, Jewel's going to pay more than Japan does. Yes. Yes, it will. He, but he also said he was never going back to that place. Yeah. Until WWE goes back. Until he goes back with WWE. Um. Yeah, until they take him back. Until they take him back. Actually, the greatest, the best running bit would be if he refuses to go. <laughs> He's like, no, I'm not going. Well, you see, son, you're going. Anyway, the Judgment Day's been on a roll lately. You, un If the OC does not find out a way to basically deal with the Rhea problem, they're kind of sunk. Um, they are, but th there are people out there for them to get. I mean, you can see a Raquel come in. Yeah. And help them. You have you have women that could come in and help them. It's just a question of who's going to come in and help the OC. You could also have a woo because supposedly she's coming back at any point in time. May not be right now, but you could have her come back. And she would actually be an interesting addition to the OC in a lot of ways. Because she has history with AJ Styles, so it kind of fits. There, You could have outside people come in and play the part. Because there's rumors of others that WWE wants to bring in that would fit the mold. Um, Eagles are A to know. Woot. Why? Why are they A to know? Because they're the best team in the NFL. Well, I was going to say because the Lucky Charm was watching. And so the Lucky Charm made sure to ensure that they won the game. The Eagles <laughs> are A to know. No thanks <laughs> to the person on this phone call. <laughs> Are you sure? Very much like I so. I said they 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 scored two touchdowns with me watching. 
And one of them was right, right after I turned on the game. So you know what? I'm going to turn on the World Series game and see if I can make the same magic happen. Because I'm a good friend, chat. We're we're debating this that that phrase right now. Um. <laughs> anyway, back to the match. I think the OC win. Oh, to, to the answer of the man's. Go back to the mixed match challenge. AJ and Charlotte were a team, and they have history. Um, I just think, I think the OC need the win. I think the Judgment Day can take the loss and be fine because there's a lot of 50-50 with that group. Yeah, good luck, Charlotte. Huh? They just scored a run. I haven't turned it on yet. <laughs> I'm trying to find it. It's on Fox. Um, I think the OC win this this one. Is it? Wait, is it on here? Lindsay, who do you have winning this one? I'm so torn because I feel like you finally got momentum going with the Judgment Day. You finally got them back on a roll. Um, you're finally doing something with them. And while I love the OC, you just brought the OC back. You need to sort of get them a little momentum in this, especially if they do get help with Rhea. You're supposed to catch the ball, you idiot. Um... Like, he just, he completely missed the ball. He just, he completely missed it. That's not my fault, Rock. Your people need to learn how to catch balls. They need to play better with their balls. Anyway, I don't know who I want to win this match. I guess I will go, like, I want the OC win just for the the surprise upset. But I also want the Judgment Day to win because now they have to go back to the drawing board again. Like, the OC has to go back to the drawing board again. Okay. So I'm going to go with the Judgment Day. Eight ball, does the Judgment Day win? Concentrate and ask again. Wheel. Wrestler 1. Who's that on our sheet? Wrestler 1 is the OC. April, will the Judgment Day win? It is decidedly so. By the way, Jeff, this is The Rack live right here on the Wild Talk Radio Network. If you have that Amazon Prime, link it to your Twitch account. It's called Prime Gaming. You can support this channel just by clicking that purple rectangular button below the screen. It's that simple. You can also Ding. use creator code RocketSock or Linzam Ward in the Fortnite item shop or at Big Game Store. Because in Fortnite, you can buy all the Star Wars skins you've ever wanted right now. Because we are hashtag Epic Partners. Ding! Alright, let's... We're good on this one? Yeah, <laughs> I just wanted to throw the plug in. Okay, alright. The WWE Undisputed Universal Championship is on the line as Roman <laughs> Reigns takes on Logan Paul. See, even Casey went ad free. We appreciate your prime sub here. Thanks, Casey. Anyway, I wanna watch the world burn. I wanna watch the world burn. I wanna watch Logan Paul knock out Roman Reigns and walk out with the title. He's going to have his brother there. It's going to be perfect. Actually, what would, what would be hilarious is if you have Roman, if you have Logan knock out Roman and then Austin Theory cashes in on Logan Paul. That would be and you have Austin Theory walk out as champion. That'd be hysterical, too. That would just send the internet into a rage unlike anything I think I've seen in recent memory. <laughs> I kind of want it. I'm going to cancel my WWE Network subscriptions. I'm no longer going to support the Peacock because... Cancel the cock! <laughs> anyway. It's no, no November. Cancel the cock. Wow. What? Nothing. 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 I'm just going to... 
Anyway. I can only make that joke this month. I know. So, Logan Paul as WWE Universal Undisputed Champion would make major headlines. Going just gonna, and if you want to shock the world and get people talking about your programming, you put the championship on a social media megastar, as I call him. But he's a legit star in, in, in the world because people would talk about Logan Paul as WWE champion. It has, they mentioned people would compare it to David Arquette and the like. No. Those people are stupid who would do such a thing because Logan Paul will actually have been training for this match. He's going under the tutelage. Of the Hall of Famer, Shawn Michaels, for this match. Nope. Ash, this is going to run about five minutes ago. <laughs> it's been about five minutes. They didn't just score anything. It's been about five minutes. Um, it's not though. Like, that's the, thi- that's the thing, man. Hunter is more connected than Vince. Hunter knows that if you're going to draw social media engagement you put it on someone like Logan Paul because in a world where social media is taking over and to be verified for $8 a month dang you put it on somebody like Logan Paul just to add a little perspective on Logan Paul on YouTube alone he has 23.6 million subscribers yep million 23.6 that is larger than raw's audience on any given night on twitter it should find him right logan ball here we go i just typed in logan and it found him he has 6.6 million followers the relevancy factor alone like rock was saying in a world of social media is huge this would be something that would get their name out there it would get them across every uh, across ESPN, across you know every major news outlet, across Yahoo, across Twitter, across everything. Like this, if they were to do this, this would be a huge move, especially as you're heading into Royal Rumble, as you're heading into WrestleMania, and you have Logan Paul win your title in Saudi Arabia at Crown Jewel. Even if he gets lucky, it's a major moment for the show. And for the company, especially considered he's a signed talent. This is not a one-off. He's part of the company. 24.2 million on, as the kids say, the IG. The the power alone of what Logan Paul could do as WWE champion would be incredible. Because basically, you all you have to do is have him make a YouTube video with the title. You have him post pictures on Instagram, on Twitter, with the title. Talking about how he's WWE champion. Look at this. I won this. I beat Roman Reigns. You, I defeat the... I beat the tribal chief. Come at me. And on the talk ticks, as people like to say, 16.2 million followers with 271 million likes. That's Social media engagement. The reason why I keep bringing up the words social media engagement, the white rabbit were hurt. The white rabbit were hurt. 
The White Rabbit was huge for WWE. They saw a massive benefit from that. They And under the new regime, we're seeing a larger embrace of social media and the usage of it to get the product out there. The audience that they want to engage is on Twitter, YouTube, TikTok. They're out there. That's who they're trying to reach. Someone like Logan Paul can connect them with that audience that they're trying to get to, even if it's only for a month that Logan has the title or less than that. The branding power alone that he brings to the table cannot be discounted. You can't just look at him and say, oh, he's Logan Paul. Oh, yes, he's a douche and we all hate him. But there is a potential there for something absolutely massive to happen if they were to put the title on him more so than roman's historic 700 or 800 or 1000 day reign or whatever it is like roman's reign is historic but nobody really honestly gives a shit in in the terms of the world of social media he has his fans and his people behind them and i'm not trying to discount you at all but you don't you don't see that on like you load up say for instance yahoo right and you pull yes because that's where i get some of my news deal with it Anyway, um, you pull up Yahoo. They're across the front page of Yahoo. You don't see them talking about Roman Reigns' run or his historic title reign. But I fucking promise you, if Logan Paul wins that title, that's going to be on the front page. It's going to be the top story everywhere. On every media outlet, Logan Paul wins the WWE Undisputed Universal Championship by beating The Rock's cousin, Roman Reigns. Um, I'm going to talk to you like this, Ash. You, you you stated it before. You're not their demo. Look how quickly Kurt Angle won his first title. I'm sure a lot of people don't think he would. We worked long enough to earn it. No, it was, it was less than it was nine months in. He won the WWE Championship by beating The Rock. Like people thought it was ridiculous that Kurt won the belt. They said he wasn't ready. Yet here he is. Um, in an era of algorithms and impressions and marketing and everything else of branding, earning it doesn't apply. I hate saying that because it feels very disrespectful because every wrestler should earn their place. I, I fully believe that. But in a case where somebody brings this much potential to the ca- to the table and you have you're literally poised for an incredibly big moment, I think it has to be just swept aside for the time being and look at the bigger picture, which is WWE. WWE is looking to get their name out there. That's that's how they get away with not that's how you stay a household name everybody that's what i'm trying to say there it is you're they're trying to stay relevant they're trying to be a household name because if you've ever noticed wwe does not do a lot of advertising you don't really see a lot of commercials for them you don't see them advertising shows why because they get out through word of mouth and shit like this the man's kurt angle actual wrestler you can't compare the two compare logan paul to him no you cannot that is 100% accurate statement. You cannot compare the two. Logan Paul's a bigger, was, in the general world, Logan Paul's the bigger deal than Kurt Angle was. Even though Kurt Angle was a legit professional wrestler who won an Olympic neck, Olympic medal with a broken freaking neck, Logan Paul is a bigger deal than Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle is one of the greatest professional sports entertainers of all time. Logan Paul is the, the bigger deal. So you can't really compare just with that. Okay. I'm going to be honest with everyone. Roman's winning. But I have to make a case the other way. <laughs> let's be let's be real on this. Roman's going to win. Do we, we want to see the world burn? Hell yeah. yeah. Do we really think it's going to happen? No. That's not going to happen. Roman's going to win. But here's the but. If The Rock is coming in to fight Roman Reigns, WrestleMania, the belt does not need to be 
on the line in the match, so someone's going to have to take the belt. Why not Logan Paul? I have no argument against that. I mean, I was just sitting here thinking that it's like, basically, is The Rock on board or is he not on board? We don't know. And we won't find out on Saturday. We won't know. But I'm just saying, if you look forecast down the line, and if they want to smell what he's cooking, they don't need the belt for that. Ash, his, his personal, the fact that he's an asshat has nothing to do with him winning the title. There have been bigger assholes in WWE that have been multi-time champions. I'm just, I'm just going to throw that out there. Logan Paul is not the most wonderful person. I agree. He's a douche, but he's a douche that can make the money. And in a world where you're trying to make money, you can forgive a lot of shit. I'm sorry. I say that as a marketing professional. You just, sometimes you just have to look the other way if that's what you, if you're trying to achieve a goal. It's a horrible thing to say. It's awful, but it doesn't make it untrue. The, the whole point of bringing in lo- somebody like Logan Paul is to attract attention. That's the whole point of him. It's not because, oh, we think he's going to be a great professional wrestler, even though he can hold his own, even though he's a decent performer. Like, I'll give credit where credit is due. Last time we saw him in the, in the ring, I think it was with The Miz, he did all right. He did pretty good. Goldberg did it in 10 months, not a wrestler. That's a fact. That is a fact. Like, he's not... But here's, here's my counter argument to Roman's winning. If you have Logan Paul lose to Roman, and I know Logan's an attraction and he's not going to be around much, where do you take Logan Paul next? Like, I almost feel like they're poising it for Roman to lose. Well, everyone's clear. We all, we don't, don't Yeah, none of us like it, okay? I'm just, Jake Paul, Logan Paul, as far as I'm concerned, they can go away. I think they're both horrific. Ash, you've been bringing up the forest for five minutes. We all we all know, okay? We get None it. of us like him. We get it. But this, again, this is a show where we have to make an opinion, state facts and opinions and sort of create a, a scenario in which something could happen. Like, there are a lot of people that I don't like in this world. You, sometimes, like I said, you just look the other way and you just put it aside and you just do the thing. That's what's going on here. They aren't looking at him as a person. They aren't looking at him as necessarily a brand ambassador. What they're looking at him as is a potential to make money. That's that's where this is going. It's we are we live in a world where impressions and clicks and views are everything yeah. to companies. That's all they care about is how many eyeballs are on their product and how much money they're going to make off of it. This is this is a marketing thing. This is a it is a publicity stunt, in, but it's a longer term of publicity stunt with him. That's what they're doing. So, Logan Paul, like we said, Logan Paul winning would go across every major news outlet and that's free advertising for them. So, Casey just brought up the 26 million 23.6 million other people, right? Mm-hmm. If WWE can convert a million of them, they'd be over the moon. If they convert 200,000 of them into being WWE fans, then they've done their job because they've now grown their audience by 200,000 more people. Yep. For someone who does not like anything about Logan Paul, you really know a lot about him, Ash. Just stating facts. WWE wants to convert fans. So 23.6 million on the YouTubes and all the other social media demographics. If they can convert one thirty second of them into a WWE fan, then everything they've done is perfect because they've created a new fan base, a new generation of fans who will grow it. They also do fit in the demo. Yes, Cage. They fit into the demo. The accursed demo. 
Uh, and we all agree the demo is every bit as stupid as everything else. But with, especially with WWE preparing to go into negotiations for their television deals, growth is what you want to walk in with. Increased ratings are what you want to walk in with. TV stations, networks, they don't like when you bring a product to them and it's in decline. They sit there and they look at that and they're like, why am I going to give you X amount of dollars for something that's not going to return on my investment. Let's not forget that WWE got paid, what, over a billion dollars or something fucking ridiculous like like that between Fox and USA. Just from Fox, keep... just from Fox alone, they got paid a billion dollars for five, over five years. And for USA, I think it was something ridiculous, like know. 350 million or 500 million. Some, it was some absurd number. They, it's, it was another almost a billion dollars over the course of those five years. Even more but, from, from USA. Because they also have other programming. Yes. So, like, they're going into that nego- that deal. And USA has not been the happiest with WWE. I don't know about Fox, but it's been reported that USA was not necessarily happy there at the end of Vince's regime. So WWE is kind of facing a little bit of a hu- uphill climb with them, where it's like, yes, we know it was underperforming. Because basically, they signed the deal, the ratings were really good. And then everybody left. Like, Rhonda decided to go get pregnant. People got hurt. And we went into COVID. And we went into COVID. And the ratings just tanked. And WWE has been trying to climb out of that ratings hole ever since. And they just have not really been able to manage to do it until the regime changed. And then you had Hunter start changing the booking, bringing people back. Just generally changing the overall show. And that has helped to increase the ratings, which is really good when you're walking into a TV negotiation because it's like, hey, I know, I know, shit sucked, everything sucked, ratings were down everywhere, but this is what we've been able to do, this is what we've been able to recover, this is how we're growing the show, this is how we intend to grow the show, and networks like it when you say, hey, I'm bringing somebody in with nearly 24 million subscribers, we're going to put our title on them. And we're going to have them run around on social media and get clicks and impressions with our title and get some free advertising, get some get some name value out of this to help bring those fans in. Because I promise you, if Logan Paul goes out on Instagram and posts, hey, I'm going to be on SmackDown tonight defending my title against Jimmy Bob Joe. Come watch. How many people do you think are going to tune in? How many people do you think are going to stay? How many people do you think have already tuned in and have already stayed? We don't know. But that's what they're aiming to do. They want the attention. Casey Casey brought it up. More money. You can bring in more people. Yep. Mm -hmm. Base it. Base it. Run. 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 (sighs) Did they get out? No, it's, it's, we're, we're, we're still, we're, we're, we're kicking. So, uh, keep moving. Keep this show going. Let's go. Good luck, Charm. Nope. Anyway. <laughs> nope. 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 They got a base hit. And anyway. they're going to run. Anyway, the point of what we're saying is Logan Paul winning would not be the worst idea WWE has ever had. Is it, all the, of that- is it the best? No. But it's an idea. All of that being said, all of that talk aside, personal opinion involved. I don't think Roman should, or excuse me, Logan should be the one to break the seven, eight hundred, one thousand year title reign of Roman Reigns. I would like to see it go to somebody that they're going to make with it, because whoever finally puts Roman down, it will be a monumental moment, and it will 
it will literally make somebody. It's it's getting to the equivalent of breaking the streak. We all know how that went. They wasted it. They wasted it on Brock. Everybody has come out and said that they wasted it on Brock. And it shouldn't have gone to him. Like, it should have gone to somebody like a Roman or a Bray. Because it would have been a career-defining moment for them. Um, instead, it's just kind of sort of there for Brock because he didn't need the achievement. For someone, for, say, let's throw the name out there, an Austin Theory, who still has the money in the bank, who has been mysteriously not present in this moment, he's been kind of sniffing around NXT and Braun Breaker, it would be a career-defining moment where he gets lucky, he comes in, he picks the bones of Roman Reigns, and he takes the title. He does. I like your stats, Cage. One more thing, then I'll stop. His I am the table post, which he did not know was the was the Botchamania meme on the talk ticks has four point eight million views. Yep, yep. I'm if if you we're in an analytical era in the world. Everything as I said, clicks, impression, all analytics. Sports, it's entertainment, it's analytics. Logan Paul fits into every category that matters. But how the match ends Sammy eats the bullet. Roman hits the spear. Roman walks out with title. Yeah, I'm going to say LOL, Roman wins. (laughs) Like, if you're going to do it, Sammy eats the bullet for Roman. Roman then hits the spear. They carry out Sammy Zayn, saving the day and the championship. And on SmackDown the next Friday, they do it as Sammy, the bloodline celebrates Sammy Zayn. Sammy Uso. And they crown him Sammy Uso because he, not Jimmy, not Jay, not Solo, but Sammy helped Roman retain the title and he gets honored amongst all the men. So there you go. So that's, so officially, Roman. Roman. Apol. Logan? Very doubtful. (laughs) Magical Wheel of Fun. Wrestler 2. Hey, we got one for Logan Paul. So, Lindsay, hmm? would you like to talk about him? Okay. So, let's discuss. But, but before you continue, Facebook.com slash groups as well. Talk Radio Network. Make your picks. You got till Saturday at 9 a.m. Go. So, since Brandon Marsh is currently batting, it's entirely appropriate that we're going to talk about Bray Wyatt. Because Brandon Marsh looks like he should be in the Wyatt family. He even has the perfect wild Wyatt family name, Brandon Marsh. I mean, come on. Anyway. Um, as expected. As predicted, they brought Bray Wyatt back. There's no way he's not going to Saudi, even though Rock told me, no, no, they're not going to take him. They're not going to take him. No, they brought him back. He's going. Um, This prince likes stars, and Bray is their biggest attraction right now. It, it will be curious to see what he does. It will be curious to see what he says, what we see. I'm interested to see what they do with him on SmackDown. I have not read the spoilers. Um... Oh, Brandon, that was so sad. Why did you do that? Whatever they did with Bray was not shown in front of the live crowd. Yeah, to to keep spoilers down about him. Um, we have seen the introduction of very creepy Uncle Howdy, um, which goddamn some of you on the internet need to go join the FBI because holy shit. Um, in terms of tracking down the stuff on Uncle Howdy, like damn. Um, but we have seen the introduction of Bray's creepy uncle. We are seeing further stuff where basically. There is going to be a divided character. Um, well, there's going to be a single character. We're not sure, but he's continuing down this path. He's told us there will be violence. He's told us there will be fire and blood and maybe dragons. Um, he's told us all these things so far, and we're getting deeper and deeper and deeper into the new character, and they're building a new character. Could they do something big and Saudi with him? Probably. 
Um, I think they're slowly going to begin to transition him into a feud with someone. Um, kind of going back to the Roman stuff for a second, for me personally, the poetic justice moment would be that after Roman's multi-year reign, that the person that takes the title off of Roman is the person that he beat for that title, which is in fact Bray Wyatt. I don't know if Yorkos are allowed in Saudi. I have no idea. But that would just be a a sort of poetic justice kind of moment because that was the beginning of the end for the fiend is when the fiend lost the title due to roman pinning Braun. um so the fiend tech never technically was pinned for it so it's still in bray's mind his title um do i think they're going to go for bray and roman right away no but just for me personally the poetic justice would be bray defeating roman for the title to get it back and basically restore his fortunes um alexa will be there we could have something happen with alexa he could do but i it's likely he's going to do something on his own again they're not having him mingle yet but they'll have him there they'll have him make an appearance he'll cut a promo we'll probably get another creaky bee uncle howdy thing they may begin to introduce uncle harper we're not sure because that's supposedly the other other character that's coming so we may see an introduction for that which after uncle howdy i'm scared um and go from there but he will be there. He'll do something. It'll be weird. So, your thoughts? <clears throat> Creepy, weird, Uncle Howdy. I like where they're going. I don't expect much from his appearance. I think he's just there because they're going to slowly start something. I don't expect a huge moment. I just... But then again, everything they've done has surprised me so far. So, I don't know. We'll see what he does. I, I, I have no idea what he does. But, because... I'm enjoying the ride. That's my thoughts. I'm trying to enjoy the ride. Obviously, I'm not into Uncle Howdy. Um, and it's really more just the creepiness factor of it because I don't necessarily like ultra creepy, scary stuff. Um, but I'm trying, to, I'm trying to stay on course with this. I'm trying to... Like, I don't hate it. It's To me, it's incredibly intriguing where they're going with it because obviously we're telling the story and we are getting a Bray Wyatt that we've never gotten before. And we're getting potentially backstory on Bray, which is something that we've really never been given in terms of how Bray Wyatt really even came to be um, and sort of what drives him and what motivates him, what really what he's all about. They never sort of went into that with him. It was always kind of hinted at in promos, but they've never like done the whole backstory on him. So very curious to see what they're doing. But yeah, I don't expect anything huge. He's just there because... They want him there, basically. I'm sure he came back and the prince was like, yes, I'll have that one, please. He looks like the Undertaker. Please, God, do not have Mark Calloway show up at a Pitbull concert in full makeup. Please don't. Please don't have that. Please don't do that. Although, Taker's not going over. No, there's no one-man show for this one. <laughs> They're like, I'm so sorry, my prince. He retired. And that didn't stop them before, though. Nope. <sighs> Wyatt's last feud was with Randy Orton, yes. Where he, where they, the last match, the last official match for Bray Wyatt was at WrestleMania where he lost to Randy Orton after Alexa Bliss cost him. Yes. Bray Wyatt's return gained 30% higher viewership for Extreme Rules than in the history of the show. Made it the highest viewed one of all time, didn't it? Yep. And Extreme Rules has been around for over a decade. So I think we're done for the night. I think we're done. So you got plugs, so plug away. Saturday. Midnight-ish CB radio. Before that, who knows? Because I don't. Oh, right, there's going to be baseball, so yeah, there's no game. No Fortnite. 
Because we're playing Saturday. That's right. <sighs> Sunday night, 10 p.m. Eastern. Russell Talk Radio reviews Crown Jewel. Monday night, we're back for the Raw Post Show, 11 p.m. Eastern. We're back next Thursday night, 10 p.m. Eastern, to review Crown Jewel on this show, Direct Radio Show. On all social media platforms, wherever you get your podcast, Stitcher, Amazon, Google Play, Spotify, just search The Rock Radio Show. It's at Wild Talk Radio on Twitter. It's Facebook.com slash Wild Talk Radio Network. If you have that Amazon Prime, link it to your Twitch account. Prime Gaming, that's what it's called. Support channel. Click the button below the screen. Do you like Star Wars? Do you like Rick and Morty? They're both available now on the Fortnite item shop. You can use creator code Rockinsock or Linz M. Ward when buying those skins. Because we are Hashtag Epic Partners. You can follow me on most of the social medias at Linsward, L-N-S-W-R-D. You can check out my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Linsward, same as the Twitter. You can also check out my YouTube channel, linsward.rockradioshow.com, or just look for Linsward at symbol, <laughs> or youtube.com slash at Linsward, the at symbol, not the word at, on YouTube as well. You can also check out our very fine sponsor, MBG Films, youtube.com slash MBG1211. So for Rock... I'm Lindsay Ward. If you have not followed, by the way, my Twitch channel, go follow my Twitch channel, goddammit. I'm like four people away from being affiliate. Please. Somebody push me over 50. Please. Lindsay. Do it. Lindsay. What? I know everything's important right now, but what do you think about LeBron's legacy? What do I think about I think LeBron's legacy is untouchable. I will never overtake it. I already said this. I, I could never hope to be as epic as LeBron. LeBron is LeBron. Like, come on. Like Kobe. Kobe. Anyway, so that does it for us. We will see you next week with our Crown Jewel review. Till then, bye. Bye.